Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you had a great weekend. And thanks so much, as always, for starting another work week with us here on the show. Today, we're heading down to Atlanta, Georgia with listener Kevin to talk about his trip down to Walt Disney World. Now, check this out. 18 folks in the traveling party, but the 18 were only together for one meal over at Whispering Canyon. So we'll hear about that great meal and then how they divided up and how they went around Walt Disney World for the time they were there. Also, they booked at the Contemporary, but got moved over to the Grand Floridian and got gift cards for compensation. So we'll talk about how that happened. A great meal over at Narcoosie's. We're also going to talk about fun times over on Frozen Ever After, where, well, Olaf kind of took a header and it was a scary ride. Uh, Lots of great cast member stories in today's show and much more. You're going to love it. So stay tuned for lots of fun Disney talk. As always, our shows are brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs. Cost you nothing extra to book with the Magic for Less and you get many perks, including Disney or Amazon gift cards with your bookings. And of course, first class concierge level service with each and every trip. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. It helps support everything we do here on the show. Bookmark it right there on your browser and use it as often as you can here this busy holiday season. Once again, it's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest podcast. You make all these shows possible, and I cannot thank you enough for that. Our patrons also get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2201 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend. First weekend of December. Does that put a little stress on you? Yes. For normal people, that means you're probably starting that holiday shopping or at least thinking about what you're going to get people. But for folks like me, and I'm sure there's more than uh, we'd like to admit, folks like me, not even thinking about holiday shopping yet. The pressure, it doesn't even get on until you at least get into the teens. Then you start worrying about it. But you know what? Then the sales get amped up, and I work best under pressure every year. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, if you buy everything online, you got to be careful of those shipping dates. So just saying, we're in December now. So the clock is ticking. It's not ticking as fast as it'll be in a couple weeks, but it is ticking now. So get ready. But hope you had a great weekend. We are back for another fun week of Disney podcasting, and we're kicking it off as we do with a fun trip report. We're headed down to Atlanta, Georgia, the land of Ricky with listener Kevin. Kevin, how's it going today? Thanks for coming on the show. Good, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I just read the other day that actually the busiest shopping days of the year are the weekend before Christmas, not so much Black Friday. So be careful. Yeah, I, I'm just a terrible shopper. I've talked about this a few times on the uh, on the podcast over the years that my wife is the perfect gift giver. I mean, like for birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas every year, she always finds like the perfect gift to give me. Actually, on the Patreon episode this week, I talked about 
or from last week, I talked about my three gifts I got for my birthday. And it was mm-hmm. a pair of warm boots, a room that she turned into the new podcast studio for me. She painted oh. it. She moved everything in. She got it all squared away in an office chair and how those were the most thoughtful gifts of all time. It also shows that I'm getting old because if I'd have got that 20 years ago, I'd have been like crying if that's my birthday presents. (laughs) But you know, it's one of those things like she's perfect. And I'm total opposite. Like I try, like I, you know, I try, but what do I do? And I think what paralyzes me is that I want to be the perfect gift giver like her. And I can't, you know, like, so I just, I I just don't know what to get. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. As, as the, and as the year goes by, it gets tougher and tougher. It does. And I have a hundred hobbies, right? I have running, I have podcasting, yeah. I love Apple stuff. You know, she doesn't have a ton of hobbies like that. So that really yeah. makes it hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I get you. I, yeah. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, my, you know, I dip my hands into a hundred different baskets of things I like to do. So anyway, let's, let's, let's talk Disney. So give us some yeah. background on your Disney fandom. Where did it all start for you? And, uh, you know, how, how's it progressed over the years? Yeah. So grew up in, uh, Pennsylvania, Northeast Pennsylvania, um, first trip was 85. And I remember the plane ride down that it was one of those planes where there was actually a table in between and you had my mom and dad on one side and me and my brother and sister on the other. So there was a table in between the seats. Dang. So that's, that's, that's pretty old school. <laughs> yeah. You see, you weren't even flying before then. You and I are the same age. No, so. I, I flew, um, I flew in uh, 85. I flew Ozark airlines because we flew down to see my bu- dad's buddy, uh, who pitched for the Phillies. But it was a okay. skinny, like little MD eighty. It wasn't nothing fancy oh, sure, like sure. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing uh, something really cool there with the table. Absolutely. But, so, so you go down from Northeast Pennsylvania, remember? Yeah. Back in the eighties. Yeah, I took a couple trips uh, from there. After that, I think we drove a decent amount. It was a good twenty hour drive. You, you know about driving down to Disney, those long trips, and and um, yeah, just and then through the years. Um, you know, a couple trips here and there. Uh, met my wife in, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. When I moved down there, we did a couple trips, a Halloween party action and, and stuff. And then uh, when the kids uh, were born, we, we took a trip in 2020. We, we were there right before the pandemic. We got back March 1st, 2020, after we got back from a cruise and uh, and a trip. And uh, yeah, they, the kids were sold. So we did this trip. We got another one coming up next year. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's great. So let me ask you this. I, I love to kind of look back on trips before we kind of dive into the, to the recent trip that we're going to get into. Because I'm just a real nostalgic person. Yeah. Looking at those trips as a kid or even, you know, with your wife when you guys were kind of falling in love and going down and all those trips, you know, as a couple. Yeah. What do you remember from the past that you wish was still there? I mean, it doesn't have to be something you would necessarily bring back. It could be even a small minor detail, like something, mm. you know, some people like, you know, the benches that were in Adventureland or something like, you know, at night that is you know, share a Dole Whip over there or something. Or is there something that, that you recall even when you were there as a kid that you wish was still there that you could, that you could experience today? Tell you what, we when we went in 2000, it was another big family trip, about 20 people, and we stayed off property. And some of us younger folks at the time, we were in our early 20s. We loved Pleasure Island. Nice. And get, at the end, at the end of the evening, we went over there, and and it was it was a tough trip because we're up at seven o'clock in the morning to go to the theme parks, and you're out Pleasure Island till like midnight or so. That, that took a lot of stamina to get through that. But I remember even that it wasn't called the uh, Adventurers Club. Was that what the name of yep, it over yep, there? Totally. Yep. Going to do there. And then the fireworks at, at night and 
just having a good time. That was a lot of fun. I, that, that was one thing I missed. So I have a theory about Pleasure about Pleasure Island. Now, see if you back me up on this. Okay, so I grew up in a Baptist family. And so we didn't, you know, nobody in this family drank or smoked right. or, you know, you said a bad word. It was like you were going, you know, it was just, you just didn't do it around grandpa or dad. There were deacons. You know, it was all kinds of, you know, very, you know, very Midwestern Baptist kind of upbringing. But the right. thing about, so like, you know, I wasn't one who necessarily went to a lot of like clubs around St. Louis or anything like that. But yeah. when you went to Walt Disney World in the time of downtown Disney with the adjacent Pleasure Island, it was, and again, I was at that age, you know, like in my twenties and you know, early thirties kind of thing where you were kind of clubbing, but it was like Disney-fied clubbing, right? You would go to eight tracks and you could dance to some yep. fun 80s music. But I mean, it was just the fun stuff. It was like Men Without Hats or, you know, Mickey That's by right. Tony Basil. It was the good, you yeah, know, Devo. some Michael Jackson, yeah. Devo, stuff like that. Yeah. Then there yeah. was a comedy club, but it wasn't raunchy. You know, it was just like, right. I mean, it was a, a little edge to it, but nothing serious. You know, so you went to a comedy club, there was a country line dancing club. Sure. And then, of course, you had Adventurers Club, and you you could just go around, and just the atmosphere was so clean. And then you go out, you know, like you said, at quarter to twelve, it was New Year's Eve every night at midnight, and have yep. the fireworks. And yep. I, I, you know, I I know that there's a lot of logistics with locals, and it was just a place where a lot of stuff could happen, and you know, managing all that. But I do miss that because it was something fun to do at night, and it was. You felt like you had a, a grown-up little, you know, corner of the world there, but it also didn't feel seedy. It felt safe. A hundred percent. Yeah, you, you kind of get those two populations together, those two thought problems, and it worked. It really did. It was fun. It was fun. Okay, yeah. so got a lot to talk about on your trip. So give yeah. us the background of the trip we're going to talk about today, because it's a it's a eighteen person trip, big trip, yeah. from yeah. last February into March. So last late winter into spring, which we're going to be getting into before you know it here. So. Kind of kind of good uh, timing here for folks that will be headed down in the next few months because parallels. Yeah. Uh, but how did this trip come together? So um, so we uh, we put the trip together. We, we actually had two other families over to our house for a, uh, <coughs> for a fire pit one night. And we talked to them about it. And we're like, hey, we want to get this going. I think I mentioned the names. The family, um, the two families were the Howards and the McQueens, if you can believe it. The, the McQueens are friends of ours. Um, yeah, I would say I know, I, I know him at Lightning. Yes, absolutely. We took <laughs> lifetime passes, to and uh, so so we had them over, and we just talked to them about, it. and they're like, "This sounds like a great idea." And so we got together, we we picked a date, and then all of a sudden, all the every grandparent were like, "Yep, we want to go on this too." We're like, "Okay, let's make this work." So we had three families. Our family had seven. Uh, the McQueens had seven and the Howard family had four. And, uh, and, and then I started to just kind of help just put it together and, uh, and, and make it work. And so we, we uh, originally, I told you, we booked at the Contemporary Resort. And then about a month before our trip, we got a notification that our rooms were going to be under construction. So Disney said, hey, we're going to move you over to the Grand Floridian. But to, to um, compensate you for your inconvenience, <laughs> we're going to give each room a $200 gift card. That cracks me well. up. Like, you you got a gift card because you were because you were being inconvenienced because you were being moved to the grand. <laughs> yes, correct. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So so yes yes we'll take that. So yeah so that's that's how it all kind of came together and let's see we had uh, a couple of us from here in Atlanta. My parents came down from Pennsylvania. My mother-in-law came from Texas. Uh, others came from Jersey. 
And uh, yeah, we just met up and had a good time. So let me ask you about the, the planning with a group that size, because I think that's the kind yeah. of thing. Because planning is, to me, it, it serves two purposes. One is the logistical stuff to get everybody on the same page. So everybody knows the expectations and what's going to happen when you get there. But second, sure. the planning gets everybody excited. You know, like it, it, yeah. it helps pass the time until the trip happens. You know, you, you start sure. bouncing ideas. You, you throw stuff out there just because you're excited about it and try to see how other people sure. feel. Um, how did you guys communicate? Cause you had people all over the place. Did you, any kind of technology that you use? Did you do any like zoom calls or Google shared yeah. documents? I, I like to pass these ideas around because there are other people yeah. listening today that, that could probably use this help. Sure. So I, you know, I'm the type when I'm, I'm doing a lot of the planning, I'm sending out the detailed emails and you know, I got to get rained in every once in a while. Like, yeah, I don't think people need that. A lot of that information. I was like, okay, well, but we did a Zoom call one night, and that's where we kind of answered a lot of questions for people. And and we said, okay, you know, we didn't. I don't like to overbook my dining when I go there, and um, and uh, and so I would just make a couple reservations because I don't like to be tied down to one spot. So we really only made two reservations before we went down. We we got um, a, a big group meal at Whispering Canyon. You guys kind of helped me out with that tip there. That's a great, that's a great place. Us. A great place for a yeah, large it group. Was. Yes. It was. It was it was the first night, all 18 of us. I got five reservations of four, 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 and two. Um all between like six thirty and six fifty that night. We all met up there. We had a great time. Um it was unfortunately they didn't do a lot of the hijinks at that point. Yeah. They hadn't gotten back to it. So but it, <laughs> but we had a blast. Um but, you know, talking about the logistics of it all, we that was the only time that all 18 of us were together the whole trip. Really? Which, understandable, you know, um, our, our group of seven stuck to each other, the other group of seven kind of stuck together, and the other group of four. And, you know, I remember one time I went to the bathroom and my wife said, hey, we just saw the McQueens, you know, running over to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And we'd said hello as we were passing and... and, and uh, Every once in a while, we sat down and, and maybe like 10 or 12 of us had some lunch together or something like that. But the, it was kind of funny that it was it, it was really hard to manage like that group trying to get everybody together. Yeah. You know what? If you force it, it's going to be trouble. I mean, honestly, Absolutely. it is because the, you, I'm telling you, I've been in large groups like that. And it's just yeah. the, you think it's going to be fine. But the more people you get, it just becomes a slog. Because, you know, right. inevitably somebody has to use a restroom and somebody's hungry. Yeah. Nobody else is hungry. It's just you did it right. I mean, I hate to say that because you probably wish you had more group time with everybody. Yeah. But, oh. you know, you got it is better kind of in smaller chunks. So I do got to ask you real quick, though, when you found out yeah. you were you were had to move from the contemporary to the grand. Yeah. Were you disappointed? I mean, because you did book at the contemporary because you probably wanted to stay there. I mean, was there a part of you that was kind of sad? So it's funny you said that. Um the other two parties were, they were very disappointed. And, uh, and, and so we kind of had to have a little, little meeting and I'm saying, hey, this is, a, this is an upgrade, you know? Um, they didn't uh, realize that the monorail ran through the Grand Floridian. They're like, but we have the monorail that runs through the hotel. No, 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 it, it, it runs through there as well. And, uh, and what's great about the Grand Floridian is it, the Magic Kingdom is the first stop there. And then the boat ride is the first stop on the way back. And so, that was really great, you know, for just for having the end of the night, um, you know, not having to battle the monorail crowds or you could even take the walkway back to the Grand Floridian. So it was it was an easy sell. And, and after the trip, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that was that was incredible. So the review of the Grand Floridian, because we always kind of dive into the resort, like what you thought of the stay. 
You weren't yeah. expecting to stay there. You didn't even actually book there. Yeah. But what was your overall feel of the place? Because I know you ended up having a meal, I believe, at Narcusi's, just your wife and, and yourself. Yep. So you yep. took advantage of dining at your resort, you know, one of the finer restaurants anywhere on property. But That's what right. about what about the overall feel? I mean, because it does, it is the, you know, at least it was, they, they used to tout it. And I think they still do as the flagship resort flagship. of Walt Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it does have a definite upscale feel and it, it feels different than any of the other hotels at Walt Disney World. And I've stayed there right. myself, too. And I, I'll tell you what, I feel fancy when I'm there, you know, but it's it's not really my style, but it's it's right. not as it's not stuffy like I expect. It, I no, have a different perspective of it not. now that I stayed there. What do you think? No, it's great. I mean, like, you know, the, that lobby is fantastic. Um Two years ago, I remember visiting, and the, Glam the Grand Floridian Orchestra was playing there, mm -hmm. and I wish they were back. Same. That was, that was that was a really great addition to that lobby that they have there. But, you know, I, I didn't feel, that, like you said, stuffy. It didn't feel like that at all. Um, I thought the rooms were great. Um, our room overlooked the pool, and it was just a, you know, the standard view room, and that was that was pretty neat. Um, one night when we came back from the hotel. Uh, we uh my my daughters ran into a cast member who was just kind of hanging around the lobby and he walked them around and they sh he sh went through every single hidden mickey in the whole lobby cool and i mean it was just great you know just like that and uh Narcusi's, that dinner was awesome that we had there it was just my wife and i we went out and watched the fireworks from the balcony out there um we regret that we didn't take one picture of, of each other that night um, oh, no. of ourselves. I, I know right it was just like <laughs> wait why didn't we do this um but that, that was a lot of fun. And yeah, I just, I would absolutely do it again. Um, our next trip, we're going to be at the Polynesian just because we had stayed at the Contemporary before this Grand Floridian. We wanted to kind of hit all three of them in that area. Um, but that wonderful experience staying there. It's good to hear. Because I think a lot of people are, and I, I was definitely in this boat, that I was intimidated by the Grand Floridian. Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to be yep. intimidated to the level that I felt bad walking through there. You know, like, People would say, oh, just walk, you know, a good place to go get something to eat is at Gasparilla's, you know, the counter service yeah. over at the Grand Floridian. And I tell 100%. myself, I can't go over there. Like, it's it's yeah. the Grand Floridian, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, yeah. they, they don't want Mike here, you know, like, That's, but uh, yes. once you go over there, you realize it's a bunch of folks just like you. There's a bunch of people there from Atlanta. There's a bunch of people there from Missouri. There's a bunch of people oh. there. They even probably let people stay there from Kansas. I'm just I, saying. I think they might. They might. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Just no. kidding. Even when I when I told my parents and I said, "Hey, we're getting upgraded to the Grand Floridian," I think my mom's response I could tell in the tone was like, "Excuse me, what? What? <laughs> we can't do that." And it's not Grandma's yeah. attic. I mean, it kind of yeah, uh, the, the exterior kind of looks like it in a few places with the flowers yeah. and stuff, but it, it it's pretty cool. And you can, you know, like me, every time I'm there, I get a picture in the robe. You know, I don't wear the robe except for the picture selfie on the balcony <laughs> yeah, and then, right, you know, right. put it away. Okay, right. so let's talk highlights from the trip, though. You had 18 people. You kind of broke into groups and, and went yep. around and did your own thing. But let's talk about the fun times. What did you yep. guys do? Theme parks, pool time. Yeah. Well, tell us about some of the fun times. So the, so the first day we, 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 we did the we have park hoppers. So we went to the Magic Kingdom and we've done this before when we went two years ago is um it was that was princess uh half marathon uh morning as our first day there and because the roads are closed to magic kingdom uh that morning for a little bit later the crowds were a lot less and so we went that sunday morning of princess half marathon we went to the magic kingdom that morning and it was it was awesome we kind of rode everything we wanted to ride in the morning and uh we always took pretty much took afternoon breaks 
uh, during the day, went back, swam, you know, the, the typical take a nap or a rest. The, the girls were five and seven at the time. And then I think every night we saw some type of fireworks show because we took those afternoon rests during the day. That's um, good. Well, second, you know, that's actually a great tip because for folks that are going to be down during a run Disney weekend is that yeah. if you are on a monorail loop resort, yeah. you know, say you're at the contemporary magic, uh, Polynesian grand, even the wilderness yeah. lodge, you could take your local transportation, the monorail or a boat over to the magic kingdom where everybody else is having all kinds of trouble getting a bus in to the magic kingdom Absolutely. because of the runners, yeah. but you don't have to worry about that because not at all. That transportation, like monorail and boats, are not affected by the runners. That's, I didn't even think about that. That's, that's a genius tip. Absolutely. Yeah. And even people trying to drive in and park in the parking lot yep. and, and take it to TTC. It was just, yeah, it was it was an empty morning. So, you know, uh, a pro tip for anybody trying to plan for a lesser crowd during those times. I like it. Um, and, and so that's kind of how the trip went. We would pick a park during the day, usually take a little break in the afternoon. Our second day was Animal Kingdom. And that night, Epcot, Epcot had the, uh, oh, Riley agrees, uh, <laughs> had the um, extended evening hours. And um, interesting thing that happened, I put it in the show notes there, that we go back to Epcot for the evening hours. And we got back just, and, and we rode a couple rides. Uh, the land, you know, of course, living with the land, we got a hit up and Soren, And then it got right to about 9, 9 o'clock, 9.15. And the girls wanted to ride Frozen Ever After. And I said, well, we got to book it from the land over to Norway. That's right? a long way. And you got to get there <laughs> before that. And you got to get there before that fireworks show ends if you want to get on that ride. Because afterwards, it's going to be packed with people who are probably going mm -hmm. right from there who are staying for the extended evening hours. So we get there and we beat the line. We walked onto the ride. And the moment the ride starts, Olaf is sitting there singing. And he just falls over. <laughs> Almost, almost like he had a heart attack. He just fell over, and and the singing stopped immediately. And then it was the most eerie ride I've ever seen. That we're just drifting through with some eerie frozen background music, and not a word was sung or said the rest of the ride. Hmm. So obviously malfunctioned right in the middle of the ride. We got to the end, and we're like, "So your ride's broken?" And they're like, "Yeah, we know about that." I was like, "Can we get a pass?" They're like, "No, you can't." I'm oh like, my gosh! Okay. It's not you know. It sounds like they were testing like an Epcot version of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party or something. That's you know, exactly like, what uh, they were uh, doing. Uh, they did it in February, right? Nightmare fuel. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was. But oh, it was man. like we had a story to tell about it, so it, it, it was fun. The weirdest thing would have been if all of a sudden the Maelstrom, you know, uh, background started playing or something. You are not the first. That would have been awesome. Pass this way. Yeah. I'd be like, and, yes. And the trolls popped out. Yes. yes. I'm like, this is awesome. Let me go again. Right. Totally that's cool. Right. Now that you know what, you bring that up though, and I'm not kidding, and because this is again, you're not going to think about this pre-trip. You're not going to find this in a guidebook, but one of the best times, even for my trips, like when I was growing up, you know, Paige was little, Mallory was little. Some of our favorite times, like a late summer night, right before park closing, it's those last sprints. Like, oh. I think we can get that last ride of Astro Orbiter in if, and we're back at Big Thunder or something. You know, like we got to, we got to get yep. there. Oh man, three yep. minutes and we're at the Tomorrowland Speedway. Yes, we can probably, we're running. You know, those are some of the times you'll talk about 10 years down the line. You know, it's no, so weird. It's like no. a challenge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I had the stroller up on two wheels. I was <laughs> in the corner. It was wonderful. I love yeah. that. I love hearing It was that. great. It really was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell us, tell us some more stories. I love this stuff. Yeah. So, um, 
my, one of my favorite stories from the trip was the night we went to Narcusis. Um, it was supposed to be our rest day. And of course we did the pool and everything during the day and the afternoon. So we had six day park hoppers, but only planned to go for five days. And we thought, oh, if we want to go, you know, you always say, take that rest day and take the whole day off. We didn't do that. Um, we didn't do that. So the afternoon we went over to the magic kingdom. We stacked a couple rides for the afternoon. And then we knew our reservation was for like eight o'clock or seven o'clock or something like that. So my parents took the kids and, and stayed at the magic kingdom. And my wife and I went to dinner and, and it was a wonderful dinner. And we said at the end of the meal, let's go meet back at the hotel. Cause that was the night of extended evening hours at the magic kingdom. So we met back at the hotel and my wife was exhausted. We were getting up early for Hollywood studios the next morning and my uh, everybody else was really tired. My dad said, Hey, why don't we, uh, let's go back over to the magic kingdom. I said, it's a wonderful idea. So my dad and I hop on the monorail and we go back over to the magic kingdom. Now, 30 years prior, the first roller coaster he ever took me on was Space Mountain. So I said, let's go over. So my dad and I go, we get some pictures on Main Street. We go over to Space Mountain and it was just a walk on. And we just went over oh. and over again. And I said, this is it, man. Me and my dad hanging out, doing Space Mountain. And that's all we did. We went over, we rode it a couple times and then we took a walk back and, and, uh, I think we took a boat ride back to the resort. It was awesome. It and was, that's the joy of being my trip. And that's the joy of being in a hotel right there, at, you know, on the monorail. You know, because oh, you yeah. could you could do that. You could be there and back in ten minutes and easily. And, uh, I mean, isn't that what it's about though? You got to relive that moment from your childhood. Now, I, I oh. will say, I, I've decided. I love Space Mountain. Space Mountain no longer yeah. loves me back because of, because of my back, like. Me trying to get out of those rockets at the, at the like, end of the ride at this point, man, it is it. like, I mean, they almost have to call in like a crew to like remove it. me. It's bad. Yep. <laughs> so the I'm, fact that I'm you did it multiple times, it. you did it multiple times. I'm like, you're the man. Cause I cannot do yes. that anymore. <laughs> well, it's like when you get off the ride, you walked onto it. And then when the second time you're just like, okay, I guess we're going to walk on again. We're here. I'm not going to go over to mine train or anything like that. We're here. I'll walk on it again and, and we'll get out somehow. Someone will get me out of the jaws of life or something. Oh, the thing is like, if you're going to ride it multiple times and the crowds are super low, like right before park closing, yeah. like just shoot me through the thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I know it's a bad show, but just let me go through yeah. the little five foot stretch there where it's going to pop out on the other side. <laughs> Come That's on, right. let's don't do That's all right. this thing where I got to walk, you know, a quarter of a mile and got to get up and get out and all that. I stuff. agree. <laughs> Come on. I'll give you five yes. bucks. <laughs> exactly. That's All right. So right. Now you mentioned you guys went to the studios that next day, I believe. Yeah. And you said you had a positive experience with galaxy's edge. You said it was awesome. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So this is actually Tuesday. We, 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 we hopped over the studios Tuesday afternoon. Cause we had uh, reservations for the, uh, for the uh, droid building at, uh, there. And so the kids, they had a blast with that. And it was awesome because the droids interact with stuff all over galaxy's mm -hmm. edge. And, and my mother-in-law was carrying my daughter's droid. And as she's carrying it along, it punched her in the leg. Like it <laughs> kind of kicked out and it just activated and, and just swung over and punched. She's like, what was that? And it's like, well, you got to be careful. They interact with stuff all over. You could be in the middle of a battle right now. I don't know, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it punched her in the leg. So that was, that was a cool moment. And then Thursday, when we went back, we got, we got our, uh, our whole group, this is uh, one of the fun times. I think there was 10 of us, 10 of our group got uh, Rise of the Resistance um, uh, lightning lanes. And so we get it, we get on the ride and, and uh, funny story, you know, my six-year-old is the thrill seeker of my daughters. My eight-year-old, not so much. So 
And, and you've got to plan for that too, right? Because if the, one doesn't want to ride one ride or, or the other one, you've got to plan for that inside your group. And and we did that well. And, and I'll talk about that. But we get on to the Star Wars ride and there's my six-year-old. She's the youngest one of our group that's getting on the ride. And and they're taking us through the interrogation. And they're, we're about to get on the ride vehicle when the when – the, uh, uh, the rebel uh, guard is standing right there. He looks down at my daughter. He goes, you're much too young to be in the resistance. You deserve better than this. And I, w- I wanted to high five him. I wanted to give him a <laughs> hug or something like that. I was like, that's awesome. That's awesome. She had no clue what he was even saying. She's like, let's get on the ride. Let's go. And I, I, but that, that was an awesome moment right there. It's always the young one too. That's a tough one, right? Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it's right. the, the young one that I guess I got to find their way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're also yeah. going to be the most difficult one too, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> which I'm learning. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so let me ask you about the droid building though, because I have not done that. I've not done the lightsaber building either at Savi's. Yeah. You found that it was worth it and the girls enjoyed it. Cause they were five and seven at the time. I mean, it yeah, was, five and seven at the time, I've yeah. watched, I've gone in and watched it. I mean, it looks yeah. really cool with the conveyor belt, people picking yeah. out their parts and putting it assembly. Was there a lot of cast member interaction like helping, or was it kind of more of Is like there, a, you do it on your own kind of thing? No, no, there was a ton of cast and, and it's, you know, very ceremonial. They're like, you know, you got to tap them with this or, you know, you use the screwdriver, this turns them on. And uh, no, they had a great time building it. And I didn't, I, I mean, they've, they have not seen the movies yet. My, my younger one has started to get into the books and, uh, and we're reading some of the books and we'll probably watch the movies before we take our next trip. Um, but no, they enjoyed it very much. And then they'll, they'll bring them out every once in a while. One's a BB-8, the other one's an R2-D2. And they'll bring them out every once in a while and, and, and we'll show some friends and everything like that. And, and uh, what's cool is you can have them on and not touch the remotes and they'll still interact with each other. That's and super uh, cool. even at home. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> now that I have a... See, now that I have a studio, like, yeah, I have got a blank spot on that wall back there. There's an absolute <laughs> spot on the wall. Yeah. I'm just saying a lightsaber and I got a shelf for a droid. That's uh, right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so a couple of things I want to ask you about, too. Um, you mentioned you guys went to 50s primetime, which a lot of yeah. people enjoy. A lot of people at this point probably listening have been to 50s primetime maybe multiple yeah. times. It's my wife's favorite restaurant at Walt yeah. Disney World. I love it, too, because this is comfort food for the most part. Yeah. It's hit or miss whether you're going to get a, a server that is going to mm-hmm. mess with you. Apparently, yeah. you got one <laughs> that, that likes we to did. play it up. So, yeah. but your dad was not necessarily on. He wasn't having it. <laughs> well, no. I love that though. I mean, God, no, he wouldn't have. I, I don't want to call him out too much. Uh, he might be listening here tonight. But, <laughs> but but we sat down and and Aunt Elaine from New Jersey um, came over and 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 she introduced herself and she had some sass to her. She had some nice, some good sass to her. And, uh, and I was waiting for it. I wanted to tell, put, put the napkin in my lap, chew with the mouth closed and all that stuff. But she just targeted in on my dad. And she, and he could see, he's like, oh, brother. Oh, Lord. and she just kept going. She, Aunt Elaine just kept going at him. And I'm just like. I think that, yeah, you know what? If you show a weakness, they just, they exploited yeah. it at that restaurant. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, seriously. Like, yeah. If they find a shy person that doesn't want to be toyed with, like. They yeah. some some of them show no mercy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my dad's not shy, but he he definitely he he didn't. I don't think he cared for that too much. Now her her and my mother in law ended up having a nice conversation at the end of the meal because they were both from New Jersey, um, and, and that was really cool. But, but it was fun. We had a good time, and I had your peanut butter milkshake, and uh, I took the whole thing down and, and peanut butter and jelly milkshake, and that was that was pretty good. 
Oh, I can't wait to have one of those over marathon weekend. That that in my my uh, buffalo chicken grilled cheese sandwich over yeah. at the ABC commissary, man. Yep. <laughs> That's why I'm running. I can't wait to have those two yep. things at the studio. Yep. I think that did me in the peanut butter and jelly milkshake, but it was well worth it. <laughs> and I think well worth uh, it. I think uh, your parents are listening, by the way. Oh, uh, there you go. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> they are tuned in here on <laughs> Facebook. They are. They All right. Are. That's awesome that they're here. Okay. So you also mentioned in your notes that you sent me about the the cast members. You call them the Blue Umbrella folks, which, yeah. uh, you know, if you have any trouble in the theme parks with any of the technology, the My Disney Experience app usually, or, you know, a reservation that's not working out well, they have these temporary kiosks set up around the theme parks at this point. It says guest experience on them. And they are, I agree with you. They're awesome because any problem you have, they can usually solve it and they can solve it quickly because they have kind of global access to things. And they'll say, okay, let me see what you got. What's your, you know, let's see your login. Let's get it done. So give us, give us some feedback on your experience with that team, because I agree with you. I think they're pretty awesome. They helped in so many different ways. So say we had like lightning lanes. Like I think we had them for Ratatouille one day in Epcot and they were a couple hours apart. Um, and so they were a couple hours apart and I went up to the brew umbrella. It's like, Hey, this is this party. This is this party. And they were able to say like one party, they would give like an anytime pass during the day. So we could all write it together. And that happened throughout the trip, um, left and right. We had, um, for flight of passage, which by the way, is my favorite ride in Disney. Um, the one day we had, our lightning lanes were for, I think, two o'clock in the afternoon, and our friends were at nine o'clock in the morning. And what was great was uh, it was just my dad and I that were going on that ride. So we talked to the guy at the umbrella. He's like, oh, yeah, if your party is up there in line, go ahead, go meet up with them. Okay, so we go up, we get in line, and then there's a line of about 30 people. So we just walked right up to the end of the line. And, and as soon as we walked up, the lady in line said, she said, hey, I need two. Is there, is there any two people here? That's awesome. When, when right. you are that that party, you're like, yeah. Uh, well, I, I raised my hand, and the guy in front of me looks at me and goes, really? And I go, sorry, man. She wanted two. Yeah, exactly, it, it was man. joking. It was completely joking, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> and, and so when they put us up, the group that we got into was our, our friends who was in the oh, other nice. party. So we got to ride it with them. So it was, it was fun. That was cool. That so is cool. A, lot, a lot of those experiences all over the park, I, I do want to point out, and you did read this on the show a couple months ago, our experience with the cast member and our Girl Scout cookies. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but I do. Um, we were at the Magic Kingdom. It was our last night there. And our girls just became Girl Scouts uh, just prior to that and selling Girl Scout cookies. And we brought a lot of boxes down and we would give them out to cast members everywhere. Not just the blue umbrella people, but someone picking up the trash or anything like that. And we brought it about a dozen boxes of cookies down and and, and so the with last night we were there we were waiting for the phantasmic uh, or i'm sorry the um uh magic kingdom fireworks show happily ever enchantment. after enchantment enchantment uh, i, I, yeah, I, I yeah, can't yeah, even remember yeah, right. which one it was i'm like what uh, happily ever after is coming back yeah. so we can, we can that's right evergreen so we were to the right of the castle so there's some trees around there so i took my six-year-old and i put her on my shoulders and i knew not to block a view so i went back against the fence. So I was about 20 feet away from my wife and other daughter. So they saw this happen where a, a, a guest came up, a, a cast member was very nice, just trying to keep the area clear. And they said that a guest came up and was just berating her. I mean, using foul language and everything. And they saw how upset she was. I mean, crying because she was just trying to do her job. 
And my daughter whispered to my wife and they whispered back and talked. And my daughter went over, grabbed a box of cookies, went over, gave her the cookies, gave her a hug and said, you're doing a great job. And the girl just broke down crying and gave my daughter a hug. And, and, uh, and, and, and we went over and, and I, my wife told me the story then because we were just a little bit away from them and we took a picture with them. And uh, I think I sent you that picture. Yes. And, and, uh, and that was that was one. Of the, and that was like the last night of the trip. Uh, so we watched the fireworks show that happened and kind of how the trip ended. Um, so that was really cool to kind of experience that with a cast member to have my girls kind of see what you could do to brighten someone's day and yes. people who have brightened our day for the last seven days. So. Right. That was really neat. And I'm glad that we have the show to be able to give ideas like that because, you know, maybe other families will do that. Maybe they won't. I mean, obviously, it probably yeah. won't be Girl Scout cookies, but it could right. be, you know, just something as simple as a thank you for doing what you're doing. You know, it's a verbal thank you or to go to City Hall and let them know, you know, hey, you know, Jose over at Space Mountain made my day, you know, in some right. significant way, you know, even a small way made my day. Just let them know at City Hall or, you know, something tangible. So, I mean, I can't imagine because, I mean, I love Girl Scout cookies. I mean, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, but you know what? I like the little simple ones, the little shortbreads the, the, yeah. in the blue box. Oh, yeah. I, but the problem is I can eat the whole box in one sitting. So I got to be careful. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Those That's things right. go down with tag-alongs, I think, there. They go down way, right. way too easy. But, I mean, right. what, did, I mean, was there any – did you get any kind of uh, weird um, reactions when you gave them to them? I mean, I bet you they were surprised because I don't think cast members ever get recognized very often for stuff like that. You know, no, nobody really did. They, they, a lot of them put a smile on their face. And, and my wife said, you shouldn't be bribing these people. I said, I know I'm not bribing them. If they do something nice, I'm offering them afterwards. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, girls are offering, it's, it's not before. Not yeah. bribing. Yes. Yes. It's a thank you. It's, it, you know, so um, no, nothing like that. But I will say like the, the one night my daughter saw, like I said, someone emptying the, like a trash receptacle and my daughter walked over and, and handed her a cookie and the smile on her face was just like, Oh my gosh, no one's ever done this. This is fantastic. And I said, it doesn't have to be like, a, like it could be a note or something mm-hmm. like that. Just have them all ready or something like that. It was, that was, that was a fun part of the trip to be able to do that. That's super cool. It's super, it's a great way for your kids to be able to see that they can make, you know, even two girls that are five and seven can make a difference in somebody who is, you know, 45 or 75 yeah. that's emptying the sure. trash on Main Street USA. They can, they can change somebody's day. You know what? I think yes. that's, I love hearing that. And I love that we get to put this out on the show because of this experience that you guys had is that, you know, a kind word can change somebody's entire day around, you know, that, that sure. cast member that was just being berated on Main Street USA Probably, you know, five minutes before was not upset. They were on Main Street. I mean, they're working, but they're on Main Street getting ready to, you know, not really sit there and enjoy the fireworks like a guest. But I mean, I'm sure the cast members enjoy when the fireworks are going off. I mean, who wouldn't? You know, it's not a bad thing to have happening. But I mean, to have that negative experience poured on you, but then have it turn around by like, oh, somebody cares. You know, somebody's like, we appreciate you. That is awesome to hear. So. We have a few more minutes. I want to ask you about Chef Mickey's because you guys did go there for another meal. What did you think yeah. of that experience? Was that was that worth it for your group? I we loved it. We loved it. Now there was this was right before that they um, had the characters come over and sign autographs and hugs, so we couldn't do that and everything. So we, um, but that was the meal was great. Um, it was right before um, my mother in law was leaving, going to the airport. So it was nice to have that last meal with just the seven of us sitting there one of the other families was seated but it was on the other side of the restaurant so it was nice for the seven of us just to kind of sit down before she was going to the airport um 
And uh, and yeah, the characters that you know they would kind of wave. And I think I told you my at one point my mother-in-law had left, and my my uh, wife and kids walked her down to the. She was getting a, an Uber to the airport, and my parents were and I were sitting at the table, and the characters were still kind of coming around and doing their thing. And I got this great picture of my mom just kind of holding her coffee, vegging out, looking out, and there's Donald kind of snuck behind her, and he's just kind of going like this in the background, and. And, and just kind of wait. I was like, "Oh, I got to get this picture." That's that's, that's so, Donald for you. You know, he's absolutely yeah, it's his personality. He's up to hijinks, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a great experience. We'd love to do that again. And uh, that's a great picture, though. I mean, it, it's a memory, it's right? Awesome. It, it's awesome. So, 100%. as we wrap this up, though, is there anything yeah. you would change or anything that you learned? Because I mean, taking eighteen people is not a trip you're going to do every time, and it's something yeah. that. It comes with a lot of different challenges than when you're going with your family of four, family of five. If you're going as a couple, it's a lot easier. But there's also a lot more opportunity to make different kinds of memories with a larger group. So as we wrap, anything you would have changed or any advice you would give to people with a larger trip heading down? Yeah, I would say like the the last night after we finished that night, we we actually the Magic Kingdom closed at nine and we we stayed there till about 10 o'clock that last night. And uh, but I got a hold of my buddy, uh, Bryce uh, McQueen. And he was back at the hotel and I said, you know, we would want to have it just sit down and have a drink. The two of us the whole time. We never had a chance. to. So we met down in the lobby of the hotel and we had a drink and and uh, a couple came by and, and the guy saw us having a drink in the lobby. And he looked at his wife. He said, hey, honey, you go up to the room. I'm going to hang with these guys for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, But he and I were talking and we said, yeah, it would have been nice if we could have just kind of slowed down a little bit and just. Maybe all of us. And we did. The last night we actually, I, I made it a point. I told, I texted everybody. I said, hey, we're going to Columbia Harbor House, six o'clock. Drop whatever you're doing. We're going to meet there for dinner. And we did. We did. all The kind of, uh, I think 14 of us or so met there for dinner. And, and so that was really cool that we were able to sit down and have that meal at Columbia Harbor House the last night. Um, but yeah, just to kind of slow down a little bit and, and, and spend some time. But um, yeah, and, and, and let the kids just, dictate the pace. That's kind of how we did it. It's so hard to do though. It's so easy it to say, but when you're there for one thing at Walt Disney World, time goes so quickly. Like certainly does. you get up early in the morning and all of a sudden it's lunchtime. And then, uh, you know, you go back and take an afternoon break and before you know it, it's dinner time. And then you turn around and it's fireworks are going off. It's yeah. And then all of a sudden you're on day five of the trip. I mean, it is incredibly right. until you're there and you're, it, 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 I guess it hits harder for us Disney fans, but it goes so quickly and you say, okay, well, this trip, I am going to slow down. I'm going to spend some time with my buddy at the bar, you know, and have a drink and catch up. But, you know, like you said, a lot of times for me, I do remember to do that, but it's always like the last day of the trip. It, That's right. Cause like, you know, you start to feel that, ah, that anxiety, like the trip's over yeah. and I haven't had a yes. chance to, and I wish I would have done this on day two or three instead of day five. That's right. Uh, but I will say you did days. ask about like kind of advice and our, like I said, our kids, my six-year-old is, is the thrill seeker. She'll go on any, just about any ride. My eight-year-old, not so much, just likes to kind of take it all in. And one, one time, and we kind of, we realized that, my wife and I. And, you know, it was one afternoon that I got a, uh, a Genie Plus, a ride reservation for Big Thunder Mountain. I took the six-year-old over there. And my wife and daughter went over to where Rapunzel's Tower is. You could look for the Pascal's. Mm-hmm hidden all around there and she had a blast doing that and then we met back up afterwards we just kind of found those different we split up we found those different things but then we came back together and went and rode the carousel or something like that so that that was really cool to do 
That is so much better than dragging your eight-year-old on Big Thunder 100%. and not wanting to 100%. go on it. Everybody around you appreciates that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, we're going to have fun and you're going to ride this ride that you don't want to ride because you're scared of it. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like my wife said, you know, you know, when we used to have Paige and Mallory, both Mallory was younger, you know, divide and conquer, right? Everybody's yeah. happy. You know, one parent goes this way. One parent goes that way with one kid and yep. meet back up and have some lunch. We'll make back a carousel progress exactly. and have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's 100% right. Yeah. Well, Kevin, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. What a great way to start the week. And uh, yeah. I hope you and the family have a wonderful holiday down in uh, Atlanta. And uh, we'll have to do this again soon. That sounds like a great plan, Mike. Thank you so much. And happy holidays to you and your family as well. Sure thing. I appreciate it. All right. Don't forget, our shows are always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. You know where they are. They're over at themagicforless.com. I'm standing by right now this week. To help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip, I'm a certified Santa's little helper. If you want to put a trip under the tree, I can help you do that still. We can even do that up to the last minute. That's one of the great things about a trip to Walt Disney World or a Disney cruise or heading out to Disneyland where it all started. Even to see the world with Adventures by Disney, we can do that up until Christmas Eve because it's I mean, you you got to get the plush or whatever you want to wrap under the tree. That's on you. But we can get the trip books. So you can tell the family that you're officially going. But don't wait. Let's get it done early so you can enjoy the holiday season. You can go to Starbucks and get your red mug or whatever it is. I, I don't go to Starbucks, but you can relax and enjoy the season. Listen to some carols. We'll take care of you. We'll get you planned for 2023. Have a great trip. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out this busy holiday season. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You guys make all these shows possible, and I cannot thank you enough for that. I love doing the podcast, and I hope you guys always enjoy listening to it. And uh, it's because of your support that we get to do this. And our patrons get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. So if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Come on over, Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. All right. Scotty G's joining me this Sunday night with you. It's your calls on Sunday night, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock central. Join us on Facebook and YouTube as we take your calls for the BOGP open line or as Scott likes to call it you, me and Scotty G. So that's what it's going to be. So we'll take your call Sunday night. Join us seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock central Facebook and YouTube. Give me a follow this week on the social media at BeOurGuestMike, Instagram and Twitter. I'll be waiting to talk to you over there. And until we get back together again on Wednesday for more of your listener questions for Kevin down in Atlanta, I'm Mike here in Missouri. You guys have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.